Here's some news about the pandemic. It looks like the CDC is changing its recommendation for how long you should quarantine. The CDC is reportedly set to shorten its quarantine recommendation. It could go from the current 14 days to between 7 and 10 days. Yep, this isn't based on science. It's just that there's nothing left to binge on Netflix. <laughs> the idea that it's not based on science is a, uh, a common theme among anything that's got to do with coronavirus. It's people's guesses, and then it turns out to not be important at all. Like I mentioned earlier, an article in the New York Times that said, it turns out gatherings in homes is not what's causing this recent spread of coronavirus. There's no data to back that up. So sorry for claiming that over and over again. We don't know if it is. I just wish they would be honest. Although, I don't know. Sometimes I look around me and I think, no, you can't be honest with these people. You just have to yell at them. Um, But just say, look, as far as we can tell right now, this appears to be the truth. Because when you shout certainty over and over, but then you turn out to be wrong, you lose all your credibility. Absolutely. I have no credibility with me. Um, Merriam-Webster Dictionary is out with the t- word of the year for 2020. I'll have that for you in just a minute. Everybody wants to know what the word of the year was, right? Do we? Sure we do. Yes, we do. Um, Black Friday was a bust for a lot of stores. Foot traffic, half of last year. I'm actually surprised it was that high. Hmm. Uh Quite a bit of difference between Black Friday this year and last year when it comes to what stores look like. Uh, but they're hoping to make it up on Cyber Monday, which is today, which is a s- stupid concept, but uh, continues for whatever reasons. Um, saw this article in the Wall Street Journal over the weekend. Restaurant holdouts defy COVID-19 shutdown orders. Rising coronavirus cases pose new threat to battered restaurant business. Some restaurants are rejecting a new round of shutdown orders across America, saying that serving customers indoors is their only way to stay in business and that they can do so safely. Now, in L.A. County today, a lot of new rules kicking in. You want to look them up if you run a business or whatever you do because um, uh, coronavirus is everywhere and getting worse and a lot of hospitalizations and they're cracking down again. I have not seen the science. I don't know if you have that says it's clearly X number worse for coronavirus if 50% of your tables are full as opposed to 25%, or even being open at 25% versus closed. I don't know if there's any data to back that up. Well, that'd be a hard uh, study to design. It would be. But if you don't know, do you get to take away somebody's livelihood based on a guess? That's a heck of a thing. Um, they quoted in the Wall Street Journal uh, one restaurant owner who said, you pay my bills, you pay my taxes, you pay my employees, and I'll close. I'm not going to be the guy with a boarded-up building because I followed someone else's science. That's pretty good. As a restaurant yeah. owner in Illinois. Hmm. Um, uh, speaking of Illinois, it'd be worth flowing out, throwing out now. Where did I have this? Oh, last week... Illinois reported 15,000 cases in a single day, more than Florida ever did in a single day. That's despite Illinois' population being 40% lower than Florida's. You probably did not know this, says this tweeter, because the mainstream media chose not to report it. Because you had the whole Florida's a red state, they're doing red state things, masks, etc., etc. Illinois is a blue state and following all the rules. The fact that Illinois is swamping all of Florida's records with much less population getting zero news coverage. Wow. Back to the, you don't actually know, so quit acting like you do. You don't have to know, but if you don't know, boy, I don't know, do you get to close down my business? And then on to schools. And I think you'll find this interesting. School's out, but it's not about the children. Also from the Wall Street Journal, 
The decision to close schools in New York is far from data-driven, science-driven as a decision, says the Wall Street Journal. They decided to open the schools back up, right? Yes. Did an about-face on Sunday, I think. Mayor de Blasio came out. Yeah, done several about-faces in the last two weeks. I haven't heard good reporting on uh, what made them change their mind, who got in his ear, but I don't know. But anyway... From the Wall Street Journal, the science that is missing is economics when it comes to schooling, in particular cost-benefit analysis. The branch of economics intended exactly for such decisions. Medical doctors can and should provide inputs and guidelines, but there are many other factors that should be explicitly quantified in your cost-benefit analysis, not just one. Thank you. For example, a recent... Been asking for this for months. Yeah. Well, really, it seems like if you're even of medium intelligence this is obvious to you but thank uh, you for example a recent wharton study suggests that every month of school closure can cost each student 12 to 15 thousand dollars in lost future lifetime earnings isn't that interesting i'm sorry each what increment every month that school is closed you'll lose fifteen thousand dollars over your lifetime's earnings you have stolen my dreams I have no idea how they came up with those numbers. It's Wharton School of Business there at uh, Penn Penn State. Is that where it is? I believe that's correct. But, um, you know, they're big-time hoity-toity people. And uh, that's significant. That's something that should be thrown into the conversation when you're talking about uh, how often kids are spreading the virus around. This is a low estimate of the damage since it doesn't include the extensive social and mental health costs as well as costs to parents who miss work as they care for their children at home. Well, and if a person were, for instance, to grow up incredibly anxious, depressed, alienated, that could have devastating effects throughout their life, economically and otherwise. Um, And these costs fall disproportionately on underprivileged students and parents, which they point out, as we have many times again. It is is the opposite of a progressive way to look at this, Mm -hmm. um, if, if your politics are getting in the way of these decisions. I'm just glad the holidays are coming up anyway, and and the uh, the vaccine appears to be close. I mean, do I dare hope that things are going to unfold the way that we, we've been told they probably will? Might we be beyond this by next summer? I don't know. Doctor Fauci said over the weekend, close the bars, open the schools. It's it's it. It's seriously confusing to me the number of people yelling for the schools to be open that are scientists. They are data driven people. Um, and yet the schools still remain closed is, well, I guess it's not a mystery if you believe the teachers unions are making these decisions and that would yeah, appear to much, be the case. How much do these scientists contribute to uh, politicians' campaigns? It's the only question you really need to answer. All of this is making people, we're, we're going to come out of this more cynical than we went in. And that's a heck of a statement. Well, not cynical enough in my opinion, but... Whether it's I'm the, trying to drag y'all along best I can. Whether it's the story we did earlier about the number of inmates who are taking advantage of uh, unemployment benefits to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars. They're calling it the biggest theft of the taxpayer in California history, for instance. All the inmates that have signed up for unemployment benefits. Or these closing that, they're closing that based on shaky data. We're going to come out of it. We went into this incredibly cynical about everything that institutions do and we're going to come out of it much more cynical Uh which cannot be good for the country vlad putin's going to get his way but they earned it they earned our cynicism yeah well hey you people going to bars and spreading the vid
drink at home, alone, in the dark, muttering, m- muttering angrily, <laughs> like normal people, getting together at the bar and smiling and laughing and, and speaking moistly on each other. Cut it out. Don't yell speaking or... S- moistly. Don't shout or sing when you're drinking alone at home. That spreads the virus. Mutter to yourself. The droplets don't go very far. <laughs> I swear to God, I, if I could get them alone in an alley, I would. Think she knows me. everything. Actual, actual tape of me <laughs> drinking last night. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, I was we're... drinking uh, pumpkin pies. What I was drinking. Grr. We were talking about this Nira Tandon character who Biden nominated to lead the uh, office management budget. She has deleted several of her tweets, which I suppose you might as well try, but the Internet is forever. Screen captures are forever. And and this chick, among her many sins, I mean, she is the most fanged, sharp-nailed swamp creature in the swamp. Among other things, she was one of the lead, the Steele dossier's legitimate. Trump is compromised by the Russian people. Clear in the last year. We have some of the tweets she deleted, some of the things she said through the years. Oh, speak- She's a real treat. And speaking of old tweets, uh, I've got one that has uh, is going to affect who's the host of Jeopardy now that Alex Trebek has died. An old tweet coming back to haunt. No, no. Think before you tweet. Of course, oh. the, the rules change so much. Something that was perfectly okay five years ago in a tweet you might might cost you your job five years from now. Correct. Yeah, that's a problem. Um, all this, uh, all this on the way. Our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In California, where coronavirus cases are skyrocketing, a new stay-at-home order starts tomorrow in Los Angeles County. That means that for three weeks, all public and private gatherings of people who do not live together is prohibited. And non-essential businesses already reeling from the economic impact of the pandemic will only be able to operate at 20% capacity. That starts today in L.A. County. No private gatherings of people from two different households. Except for worship and protests, I read. Mm. All right. All right. Ignore him. Just ignore well, Gilgar- people will. Garcetti. That's, that's, He's an idiot. That's the problem. That's Dude, what I was talking about earlier with the cynicism. Be smart. Be safe. Learn what you can, then make your own decisions. You're you're an American. You're a free person. The way they present this stuff leads to cynicism. Quit, quit acting like it's an order. It's not, because nobody's enforcing it. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is they've even changed the language. Quarantine refers to keeping sick people apart from us. Now we're talking about quarantining healthy people. And and you might think I'm uh, just uh, quibbling because I'm a word guy. But no, it's it's important. You've heard the term quarantine your whole life during a, a pandemic or something. And you think, well, yeah, this is something that's been done. Well, this has turned it on its head. Hmm. Quarantine was almost the word of the year for Merriam-Webster's Dictionary's word of the year that they announced. It was on the list, runners-up. Uh, also on the list, asymptomatic, mamba, 
Mama. Oh, uh, Kobe Bryant, his nickname, Black Mama. Yeah. So he passed this year, probably right. had an uptick in usage. Uh, okay. A lot of these are based off of what word was used or searched a lot or whatever. Defund. Antebellum, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that Id- idiotic Lady Antebellum changing their name to just Lady? or Lady lady, lady, Lady. Lady A. Lady, Lady. <laughs> Antebellum <laughs> means you're against Bellum, of course. Naturally. Um, <laughs> Who could be against it? <laughs> uh, irregardless was on the list. Uh-huh. Icon, schadenfreude, and malarkey. <laughs> uh, oh, also a word that I haven't taken the time to figure out what it means, uh, even though I've seen it in a tweet 20 times in the last several days. Yes, yes. Kraken, or is it Kraken? K-R-A-K-E-N. Oh, Kraken. Uh, Sean, you want to handle this one? It's a mythological, like, sea beast. Uh, unleashing the Kraken. And it's like why, half a dragon, half an octopus. Yeah. Why is it all of a sudden showing up in every tweet I see? That I do not know. But, uh, but yeah, a Kraken is a, it's a thing. No, it's, it's something involved with Trump fighting the election still. I keep coming across it in news hmm. feeds. No, I missed that myself. I don't know. Maybe somebody can hip us uh, to it. 415-295-KFTC is the text number. Mm-hmm. Email us anytime. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Last year's word of the year in the dictionary was, do you remember, Joe? Oh, you gave me long enough, I probably could, but no. They. Oh, God. With the idea they used the pronoun they and not his or her. So pro-Trump groups, including QAnon conspiracy theorists, have amplified the idea under the hashtag release the Kraken. So the uh, essentially the, the proof that Trump's legal team ha- has said they have and have not yet shared is being referred to as the Kraken. His supporters are want, urging him to release the Kraken so we can okay. all see. I knew there was... This idea is a bunch of malarkey. Okay. Coincidentally, there's no Kraken in either example. The sea beast <laughs> or this monstrous change of votes. Folks, you're being manipulated. So, specifically, so you'll give money. Uh, the lawyer, Sidney Powell, even referred to her own case that she was building as, the, as a Kraken. Okay, there you go. That's why I was seeing it. Let's get um, cracking. But Merriam-Webster's Word of the Year for the year 2020. Do we have a fanfare? Eh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Word of the Year is pandemic. Of course it is. Pretty pretty obvious when you think yeah. about it. Yeah. It's The Word of the Year sucks. It's a letdown, but it makes, makes sense. Makes sense. So, so last year's was incredibly annoying. This year's is depressing. So, uh... Interim Jeopardy host Ken Jennings is in trouble for a tweet that he made six years ago. Ken Jennings won. Is he really? Uh, yeah, he's probably not going to end up being the host when he was on the short list. Um, because that's the way these things work. I think they were starting to tape today. Companies get scared. So he is the guy that won a gazillion times in a row and was yeah. super smart. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, the, the record holder for m- most times won, but not most money won. And he uh, had a personality that kind of fits with the whole Jeopardy crowd, it would seem. So he was, he was look, being looked at as a host. Genial egghead. Which Ed, is, egghead. Which has got to be a heck of a egghead. good gig. <laughs> it's got to be a good gig. I'm sure it pays well and you don't work very hard. Oh, and, I would love that and gig. As, and well, as you got to know all the answers to that stuff, though, so that's tough. <laughs> and as Alec... Per- Trebek pointed it, uh, showed us you, you can you can do it for like thirty years if you want. Yep. So pretty cool job. Uh, Ken Jennings is catching heat on social media for past insensitive message. Uh, on Monday, Jeopardy revealed the former champion would serve as a guest host. Um, 
In 2014, he tweeted out a joke in which he stated, quote, nothing sadder than a hot person in a wheelchair. Oh, 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 oh. well, that's 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 stupid. That's not a good thing to say. You know Um, what the cure for that is? You say, Ken, that's not funny. And he says, yeah, I guess not. And then we all move on with our lives. Well, he had he deleted it, but it showed up. And then he says, yeah, it was uh, I often try to be funny and it doesn't come out the way it sounded in my head. Um, and that wasn't funny, and I shouldn't have said it. But you know how it is in the modern world. There's a decent chance that's going to derail his. So much of comedy is based upon saying the things you're not supposed to say. Right. It used right. to be, Sean. Now it's about saying all the things you should say and the way you should say them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you see uh, people whose panties are wadded over this sort of thing. Of course, nobody's actually offended any, any of this stuff. You no. kind of like... Go through the motions to score some points for people being scared of your issue. Well, you catch somebody in a violation, and then you have power over them. But you, you see, can I punish don't, them. You can remove them. You can force them to do your bidding. I don't think when Ken Jennings sees an attractive person in a wheelchair, he thinks it's sad because they're attractive. I don't think that's actually the case. He was trying to be shocking and then therefore humorous. Well, he's a crazy smart guy with a dumb sense of humor. I think that's the long and short. But if you're fighting the ableist battles in the PC world, you'd want to make uh, everybody make a, a, take a step back. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Iran's top nuclear scientist got assassinated while we were on vacation, and um, I think I didn't do it. I think that's one of the big geopolitical stories. Nobody is announcing who did it, but it is almost certainly Israel, probably with our knowledge, if not our help. I might um, be a Mossad agent, though. You don't know? No, I wouldn't know. That's the key to us. I mean, <laughs> they're uh, you know they're they're mystery. I was happy to see the return of some interest in foreign policy stories uh, because they're well, they're important. Um, Hey, I left something out of the Wall Street Journal story about how restaurants across the country, a lot of them are defying the orders to shut down. The the reclosing of restaurants, according to the Wall Street Journal is not the kind of a newspaper that, you know, takes a quote from one person and then extrapolates it into a story. Um, and, and, And it makes sense to me that restaurants are saying, look, I'm just not doing it this time. And we quoted a guy who's running a restaurant in Illinois who said, hey, you pay my employees, you pay my taxes, all that sort of stuff, and I'll close down. If not, I'm not going to be a guy who lost his business because I followed somebody else's science. And it points out in the story that he had spent $10,000 on a special air ventilation system and glass partitions to, to make it safer for people to eat there. And this is the problem when the government starts messing around in the private sector because people don't or can't innovate or they don't know what's coming down the road they they can't make any decisions on their own because the constantly rules, moving goal yeah, line the rules keep changing and anytime the government starts uh, you know getting involved in this sort of stuff it's always disastrous well it's frustrating to me to have to point this out over and over again but uh, me you and all, all sorts of writers ha- do have to is that there's an idea that you can gather experts well-meaning experts, and they can manage the economy. They can run the economy. They can save us from the disease. Just give them all the power they ask for, and they will successfully manage us through, as opposed to free will or the free market or whatever. And it always fails. 
It usually fails miserably. It often ends up in a holocaust. But they keep coming back and say, no, 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 no. We learned from last time. We're the experts. Let us take over, say, a sixth of the economy, and we'll run it for you. And, you know, we did the story earlier where Medicaid is squandering $100 billion a year on people who shouldn't have it. There's all sorts of stimulus money going out to foreigners. It just it never, ever works. Well, Tim, the lawyer, Tim Sandifer, was tweeting over the weekend because the Supreme Court ruled that, hey, Governor Cuomo, you can't close the churches. All right. That's a whole constitutional right thing. You can't do that. And Tim, the lawyer was pointing out owning a business and having and being allowed to keep it open is every bit as uh much a right that uh, an American citizen has as going to church. I mean, it should sure. be in the same in the same level. And I would say so. Yeah, the government getting to say, "Nah, you, you, I know you bought an air purifier and you know you got glass partitions, but our guess is we don't have the science to back it up. But our guess is it's and, probably not a good idea." And for you, you bought that because of restrictions and 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 things that we put in place, in the, like that, uh, the glass partitioners, things like that. Right? They they create mm-hmm. this framework of you being open. You jump through those hoops, and then they say, no, 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 just kidding, and no, you, that, oh. that's just a loss. Oh, how, cost how, with you. no accountability. How do you not lose your mind? How do you ever not try to cheat on your taxes the rest of your life when that happens to you? What a maddening story. I wish more people would wake up to it. Oh, well. How about some transition music, Michael? Wouldn't that be delightful? Two, three, four. <laughs> that's not the bird. Oh, boy. All right. I've forgotten what we were talking about. It worked. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So I quoted earlier in the show Glenn Greenwald writing about this human named Nira Tandon, who Joe Biden has nominated to be his director of the Office of Management and Budget, which is a huge, important agency, oversees U.S. economic and regulatory policy. Okay. So uh, what uh, what, uh, he says in this article, Glenn Greenwald, is, uh, her nomination triggered a wide range of mockery, indignation, and disgust from both the left and right. Tandon's uniquely unhinged, venomous, and corrupt and pathologically dishonest conduct uh, as a Clinton family and DNC apparatchik and the president of the corporatist and despot-funded Center for American Progress has earned her a list of enemies far longer and more impressive than her accomplishments. So this woman is, she's a horrible person. She was one of the heavy hitters on MSNBC, perpetrating the Russian collusion hoax. So all the way through the, uh, the impeachment hearing and everything, after the Steele dossier had long been discredited, she was still claiming that it was legit. She claimed that the Russians changed tens of thousands of votes and stole the election from Hillary Clinton. Does that sound kind of uh, familiar to you? And apparently... After, and it, how dumb are these people? After Joe Biden directed her or nominated her to direct uh, OMB, she deleted, let me get this number right. It apparently, she apparently deleted about 1,100 tweets. 1,100? Yes. She deleted 1,100 of her tweets. Right. Holy cow. Including many attacking GOP lawmakers, conservative commentators, and journalists, including folks whose votes you'll need to to get to be confirmed to run OMB. Uh, Some of her deleted content included criticisms of Republican Senator Susan Collins, often considered a swings vote and a tight decision, etc., 
Uh, Susan Collins always says leans right, but then she straightens up and falls into lockstep with her our colleagues. Don't trust that senator. Oh, terrible people do terrible things. The mask is off. Susan Collins is a terrible person. <laughs> she also deleted tweets concerning Russia's role in the 2016 election, peddling claims that hackers potentially changed the results of the elections. Why would hackers hack unless they could change results? What's the point? Hmm, now we know why Trump was surprised as everyone else. Sharing a link to an article claiming Russian hackers had infiltrated the election processes in some states. Uh, additionally, she accused Byron York, chief political correspondent of the Washington Examiner, of being happy to run interference for Russians intervening our elections after he expressed doubts about the credibility of the Steele dossier. Tandon, who's been an active and public Twitter troll for years, received pushback following her nomination from the progressive left, who claimed that she is toxic and a smear agent who has consistently worked against the interests of the progressive sect of her own party. Everybody hates this chick. I wonder if they just threw her up there so the Republicans could dump her, but then they let in somebody else. You know, it's one of those things you offer up in a negotiation deliberately to have it knocked down. I suppose that's a possibility. I wonder. Yeah. The incoming Secretary of State was a, a war hawk on Iraq. Uh, wished we had gotten more involved in uh, Syria. Wanted Barack Obama to enforce his red line, which, frankly, I did too. But that you know, that's a relatively controversial place to be for anybody who's talking about this is going to be the third term of the Obama administration. Um, and it didn't come up on any of the Sunday talk shows. Nobody found it interesting at all that he has a completely different worldview than Barack Obama had, this new Secretary of State. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. I, I've heard about every president in the last 20 years, at least, that uh, they're not the real president. The real president is Cheney or whatever. You know, the neocons or blah, blah, blah. Or, uh, you know, in, in the case of... Uh, uh, Biden, it's uh, the squad's going to be the real president. And uh, that stuff is usually just to keep everybody whipped up and contributing and the rest of it. But I got to believe Biden's going to be a pretty checked out president. Just because of his age? Yeah, because of his age. And he just doesn't seem dynamic at all right now. Sleepy I mean, he Joe. does that, that embarrassing little half jog onto the stage, which, you know, for a guy nearly 80 is pretty impressive. But uh, yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder, and I also wonder how long it's going to last. There's no way he finishes well, his term. Well, he broke his ankle playing with his dog over the weekend. Eh, it could happen to anybody. He slipped, yeah, and he's 80. It's, uh, you know, it's, my parents are roughly that age. I would expect them to be laid up for quite some time if they broke a bone like that. Well, you can be president sitting down. That must be the plan. You can. Obviously, you can. It's a thinking job, not a physical job, but... um. It's gonna it's it's gonna slow him down, and just I think there's gonna be a lot of things like that. Yeah, you're yeah. always dealing with something physical. That's one thing about being that age. You're always dealing with some physical ailment. You're I got hairy legs. You're always. <laughs> it's not what we're talking about, really. But <laughs> thanks, Grandpa. It will take have some more stuffing. It'll take a fair amount of a time. Now, obviously, it's easier for him. He doesn't have to make an appointment and go across town and wait in line and all that sort of stuff. But. <laughs> Go through the COVID questions. Get his temperature taken. <laughs> Is my carrier? With... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
I you don't have your have latest an insurance, insurance card. Yeah. <laughs> Is this in network? Out of network? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least there's a luminary, a sage, an intellectual, a force of nature like Kamala Harris standing in the wings. You know, ready to take over. Th- this has been my argument for quite some time, but I took in a fair amount of uh, big picture political stuff over the week. I was reading from George Will's book about conservatism, which I actually think I have. Yeah, I've got a paper copy of it right here. The Conservative Sensibility by George F. Will, and um, things thick as a brick. It is, and 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 it's it's a serious book. But one of his things is how we place too much emphasis on who's president and how it was not meant to be that way, and uh, we've gotten way off track and everything like that. And Amen, I, brother. And he's one hundred percent completely right. And and part of my goal is to talk less about the freaking president. It's it's dumb. It's a dumb person's view of the world to think that who's president is the main is is politics. Mm-hmm. That's a dumb person's view of politics. You dumb bastards. That what whoever's president <laughs> what they said today makes much difference. Who freaking cares? So we're going to be the uh, thinking man's show, huh? Well, I just I think just, Hugh Hewitt's already got that corner. Well, you don't have to talk about politics at all is one of the other things. Right. Um, but when you do, it doesn't have to be, look what the president said. It it's, was such a pleasure to avoid the Trump reversi right. of the day on vacation. Well, and so I, dumb. Well, and I will have missed nothing. No, you will have missed nothing. And I think what I usually realize is that this isn't what more normal people are thinking about anyway. Good. Um, Good for them. George Will thinks one of the major changes in uh, American history and our view of the presidency was two words that Franklin Roosevelt delivered some point during his long presidency. One of his speeches that he ad-libbed at the beginning, my friends, and, and he says at that point when the president decided they were our friend, and some people decided that the president is my friend, and they're the one that's going to make me feel better about an economic downturn or a war or a school shooting. And they're going to, you know, engage in empathy and 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 hold my heart and and talk me through these situations. That's when we really lost track. And I would agree. Yeah. He said, try to picture some of the founding fathers saying, "My friends are feeling like their job is to empathize with people." No, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's gotten so bass-ackwards. Everybody thinks their life runs through the government when it should occasionally bump into the government, you know, once a month. Well, unfortunately, unfortunately, that's a true state of of living right now. Your life does run through the government on a regular basis. That that what is that saying about how many felonies you commit every single day and everything like that? Mm -hmm. And certainly the amount of taxes that I pay means that... uh, you know, I've got a lot of interest in the government. Is but what the individual president said about this or that doesn't have anything to do with it. Most, almost always. Will Trump concede? Why won't you address that? What if he refuses to leave? <laughs> oh boy! I'm a First Amendment guy, but man, I'd like to see a law passed where if you pitch hysteria for six solid months. What if Trump refuses to leave? What if, what if he, uh, I don't know, arm, arms himself to the teeth and sticks in the Oval Office? If you pet, if you push that crap for months and months and months, then he said, yeah, of course, if the Electoral College votes for Biden, I'll leave. Of course I will. Shouldn't you have to pay some sort of fine? I agree. Or a formal apology or maybe a public flogging. Prison. Let's all compromise and settle on that. A public <laughs> flogging. 
Caning. Hey, did, did Trump pardon the turkeys? I missed that. Did he? He did. Did he say anything funny? And Michael Flynn. <laughs> the three of them. <laughs> Two turkeys and Michael Flynn. He did not cook Michael Flynn. Home. Well, I guess that's that's the point of pardoning them. He doesn't cook them. So what are they going to do? He pardoned the turkeys and cut off Michael Flynn's head. <laughs> that's not the way I think it's, it happened. But. So these turkeys, they get pardoned. They're these giant, unnaturally large-breasted turkeys. The the president pardons two turkeys as we all sit down to hundreds of millions of dead turkeys. Right. It's very weird it's as a tradition. stupid. Yeah. It's kind of charming, but why? <laughs> Have the See, this would return us to grittier times yes. when America was strong, when we were growing. Have the president take out a machete. And do what's uh, right. Right in front of the little kids. Right. <laughs> Barbaric. You're probably not going to assemble the little kids on the White House lawn, but <laughs> have the president lop off the damn turkey's heads, then have the first lady come out and pluck it. That's probably sexist. He can pluck it. <laughs> now that, that would be America. Have Melania do her her fierce model walk out onto the yard and then start plugging the feathers Now the I have to begin the plucking. In her short skirt and high, high heels. Yes. Exactly. Yes. There's probably a site for that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We've got more on the way. Our text sign is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. So Joe ignored CDC guidelines and traveled over Thanksgiving. I, as a good American, did what my government told me to do. I had places to go, um, people to see, a fair food number to eat. A fair number of people did travel, but a lot less than normal. The Transportation Security Administration said it screened 1.18 million airline passengers yesterday, which is usually the busiest travel day of the year. Mm-hmm. Is the highest number since mid-March, but still about 60% lower than the comparable day last year. It sounds like about where it should be to me. There's a guy who selfishly and irresponsibly kicked it around several airports. I'd say, yeah, that's about right. I've been trying to figure it out. It looked like a medium busy, maybe Friday at the airport, but not particularly busy. Well, they can't complain about people not following the guidelines. 60% lower than last year? It's huge. Well, right. And I was at Atlanta Hartsfield, which is usually the busiest airport on Earth. And it was it was pretty easy to socially distance most of the time. Mm. Admit me, chorus to this history. Who, prologue-like, your humble patients pray. <laughs> Gently to hear. Kindly to judge. The final thoughts of Armstrong and Getty. Wow. That's it at uh, Shakespeare guy, I think. That was interesting. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for, for the day. He presses the buttons in the control room. Michelangelo. Uh, just a quick message. Uh, thank you to everybody for last week donating to the Freedom Station Warrior Foundation. You guys did great. Yeah. That was awesome. Over a million dollars. It was incredible. Absolutely fabulous. Positive Sean's our producer. Sean, your final thought? found this interesting. The S&P 500 is on track to return about 11% in 2020, exactly its long-term historical average return. Isn't that amazing? Hmm. I'll be damned. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Yeah, we should. Jack, you're the co-host, by golly. What's your final thought? It's Cyber Monday, which is a stupid concept, but uh, I don't remember who gave me this advice years ago, but I've been doing it every year. 
I make Cyber Monday unsubscribe day. I yep. take the time to go through oh. all those damned emails that first thing in the morning when I get up, I wipe out like 50 stupid emails that I get before I get to the real stuff. I unsubscribe from all that crap one day every year, and today's the day. I love that. And we probably ought to have a day where we unsubscribe to, like, channels we no longer watch or yeah. publications yeah. we no longer care about, too. My final thought is a bit of a silly one. Uh, I went to a place with alligators, and I was initially concerned um, on vacation. Then it dawned on me, I live in a place with bears and mountain lions, and I didn't get eaten on either end. Hmm. Although I'm not used to alligators. They're freaking dinosaurs. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who think so little time go to armstrongandgetty.com. The swag is a great sales going on right now. And you want to order this week to make sure you get it for Christmas? See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say what that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say... How very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? People in Colorado waiting 12 hours for an In-N-Out burger. I wouldn't wait 12 hours in line for fellatio. <laughs> Where are they serving that? Armstrong and Getty.